If God is able, we are able. Welcome to the podcast from One Cause Church. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for being here today. Uh, let's take our Bibles and turn to Second Chronicles. We are in our series, Route 66. We're walking through every book of the Bible, one week at a time. And uh, I know Dr. Holler did not follow suit last week. My dad broke the cycle of what we're doing. Uh, and, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm fine with that. He brought me into this world. So, yes, sir, you do whatever you want to do. And uh, did he do all right? Yes. Yeah. Did he get loud? Yeah. I heard he, heard he did. And I always hear that he does. If you're ever on Christ for the Nation's campus and dad's class is going on, there's a good chance you're going to hear outside of the building that class going on. So, yeah, it's awesome. I'm really, really glad to have dad with us last week. I was in our Dallas campus uh, there and marvelous things are happening in our Dallas campus as well as, uh, where all do we have churches? Granbury. Uh, and then our, new, our newest work is in DeLeon. And uh, you guys be praying about that? I talked to the Wednesday service about that. We're, we're beginning to, uh, Sunday morning services there on October the 5th. October the 5th, the first Sunday in October. We're, right now we're doing Sunday evening and Wednesday night. Um, so we're just making plans and preparations to open up the doors on Sunday morning there. So good things are happening. Just be praying for us in that, for wisdom and, and uh, the help to come and, and gather around the vision. So good things. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter... I think we're going to start in verse 14. There's so many marvelous things in this, this, uh, this book itself, the second book. Um, and it begins with the life of Solomon. David has passed the torch to his son Solomon. And remember, he had made all the preparations for the house of God. And he, he said the house of God is to be magnificent. It is, it is to be famous in all of the earth. And so they brought in all kinds of provisions. And I mean, gold and silver and iron and, and wood, cedar wood to build the house and make it great. And there was so much brought in. As a matter of fact, there was so much bronze brought in that they, they just quit measuring it after a while because there was so much. And, and something like, uh, I can't remember how many pounds of gold Eric was telling me. He had done all the facts and figures on it. But at the end of the whole thing, in today's economy, the temple of God, the temple of Solomon, would be worth around $3 billion. Cowboy Stadium cost $1.1 billion to build. This is a pretty magnificent site. Pretty magnificent place they built. And that's exactly what David said. It must be magnificent. And it was, everything was overlaid in gold. I mean, that's so much gold that they just started making shields out of gold. They said that, that silver was common, a common thing amongst the people of Israel during the reign of, of Solomon. It was so blessed and so abundant, and they had peace all around them. And that's what Solomon means. It means Peace. It comes from the root word shalom or salem. And, uh, and, and I'd love to go into all of that, and I'd encourage you to read that the first few chapters of um, Second Chronicles, but I'm not, we're not going to talk about that part of it today. Got some other things to share with you, and uh, uh, we're going to find a place over in Second Chronicles chapter 14, a, a king named Asa. And, and you'll see kind of a pattern again, yet throughout the scriptures, that um, kind of like Judges. Remember Judges was the dark ages of the children of Israel where they kept bring, being brought into captivity because they would sin against the Lord and they would turn from Him and, and forget His goodness in their lives. And it was just this vicious cycle. And God would raise up a judge after they would cry out 
and he would deliver the people and, and then they would go back into captivity again. And so this is kind of the thing with these kings. There'd be some good kings along the way and then, and then it would go bad for a while. The, the, the son of a good man would, would not follow his dad's ways. But Asa was a good king. And here in chapter 14, talks about Asa and his heart was set on the Lord and, and he sought the Lord and, and the Lord brought a great victory for uh, Judah. These are the kings of Judah, the southern kingdom. And uh, amongst the two tribes that were there, Judah and Benjamin, and the 10 other tribes were in the northern kingdom known as Israel. And Judah, they had 580,000 soldiers uh, there ready for battle, 300,000 from uh, Judah and 280,000 from Benjamin. And, read, and so uh, Egypt uh, rose up against Israel at one point in Asa's reign, and they had a million soldiers. Imagine that, a million soldiers that had gathered for war against Judah with 300 chariots. And Asa cried out to the Lord and asked him for his help. And the Lord um, heard his cry. And this is where we come to here in verse 11. And Asa cried out to the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help. Isn't that awesome? What a great view of God looking at a million enemies. <laughs> and then to say this, you got to know God to be able to say things like that, right? Yeah. You've got to understand God has done some marvelous things in your life and know the history of God in the world and, and, and for his people, Israel, for him to look out over the sea of people and say, it's nothing for you to help us, God. I don't know what, I don't know what trouble you're facing today. I don't know what, you might be facing what seems to be insurmountable odds. But I want to encourage you to get this in your heart and in your mind and in your mouth. It's nothing for the Lord to help you. Why don't we just say that together? Just say, it is nothing for the Lord to help me. Come on, say it today like you mean it. It is nothing for the Lord to help me. Right there, right now in your situation, it is nothing. Let me just say this to you. God is not only able to help you, he's willing. All right? It's, 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 it's good to know that God can, but how many of you know it's better to know that he will? All right? That he will, and to, and to have that faith to believe that God will work on my behalf, that he's yeah. here for me. It's, amen. And he is, and he's very, very much in your life and very much wants to be involved in every area. To, he brings you to victory in every area of your life. This is what he has made a way for, for you, to have victory and always lead you in triumph, no matter what challenges you face. It's nothing for you to help us. Now watch this. Lord, it is nothing for you to help whether with many or with those who have no power, help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on you. Isn't that beautiful? We rest yeah, right. on you. This is where God has called us. There, there was a rest before that God had promised Israel, but they didn't enter into that rest. But now through Jesus Christ, and who secured our relationship with God and, and opened up our lives to a new and living way, now God invites us to all enter that rest. That is, it's full abandonment in faith to God. It's full trust in Him, fully relying on yeah. and clinging to Him and His ability in your life. Just say this today. Say, I rest on Him. All right. These are things I want, to, I want you to think about this week. This is our memento that, that it's nothing for the Lord to help me, and I rest on Him. And then this last thought, just right out of this verse, he says, <clears throat> uh, and in your name we go against this multitude. In other words, in your name we overcome. All right? So say that with me. In, what is it? Yeah, in his name I overcome. All right? All right? These three thoughts, okay? It is nothing for the Lord to help me. Say that. 
I rest on him. In his name I overcome. All right? Hallelujah. Now, your reality today is even much more secure and better than their reality because the scripture says what Jesus brought to us in this new and living way was a covenant, a better covenant than what they had, established on better promises. And all, you know what, what makes those promises better? The promises that were here had a uh, caveat, if you will. And that is you do good, get good, do bad, get bad. But all the promises of God are in Christ Jesus now. Yes and amen. His answer, the promises are always yes. Woo, that's way better. We don't perform for these promises. We believe for these promises. We just believe that Jesus did everything that was necessary. God, who did not even spare his own son, but delivered him up for all of us, how shall he not also with Jesus freely give us all things? And what that means is if he'll give you Jesus, there's nothing God will hold back. God's answer to you is not no, it's yes. Amen. That's why you can pray boldly and confidently and courageously knowing that God's answer is yes for you. Amen. I love this liberty that we live in today through the Lord Jesus Christ. It is nothing for the Lord to help me. I rest on him and in his name I overcome. Hallelujah. Now let's jump over to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This might be a familiar story to you about a king who had an interesting name by the name of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat is another good king. He's another king whose heart was set on the Lord. And um, so the Lord blessed him and the Lord showed favor to Jehoshaphat. Uh, but now three nations have risen up against Israel during his reign. And these three nations are Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. All right? And they've all gathered together to try to take Judah out. And so now Jehoshaphat uh, is pleading with the Lord, talking to the Lord, even as Asa had done and sought God. All the wise kings sought God first. And, and we see other stories throughout Chronicles where they didn't seek the Lord first, whether they referred to the people or just went and found themselves in trouble many times because they did not seek God's counsel. But here, Jehoshaphat, and now they're surrounded with three different nations uh, ready for battle. And now it says, and this is Jehoshaphat talking to the Lord. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. And if you remember Pastor Brandon Marshall a few weeks ago talking about that, uh, I think it was when he was talking about De Deuteronomy, that when the children of Israel came out and they were still in the wilderness complaining against the Lord and not really ready to receive this promised land that God had given to them, and they kept seeing all the hindrances and the obstacles rather than the promise, right? They saw the giants, and they looked at all the reasons why they couldn't have what God freely gave to them. And so God got angry about that, and so he would not allow them to overcome the people of Ammon or of Moab or of Mount Seir. He said, if you don't want it, I'm giving it to them. So don't go to war against them because they'll beat you. All right? This is what Jehoshaphat is referring to years before that happened. So now he says, uh, uh, these are the people that you would not let Israel invade. Now they're coming after us. Verse 11 and here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your, position, your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Twelve, our God, will you not judge, O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Maybe that will help some of you here today. You might be in a situation you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do with a relative, a loved one, a friend a situation at work, need the wisdom of God, you need help, I want to tell you, take Jehoshaphat's counsel here. Put your eyes on him. 
All right, because he knows exactly what to do. Don't forget, Jesus said, I am the way. Yeah. All right? And as long as Jesus Christ is in your life, there will always be a way. Yeah. Always. For you to say there is no way, that's, that, then, then you're saying there is no place for Christ in, in, in this situation. But the fact that he is in you, the fact that he's with you, will never leave you nor forsake you, you can always know there is a way. Just because you, doesn't see, you don't see the way does not mean there's not a way because he sees ways you don't see. And he knows ways you don't know. So set your eyes on him. Even as this king did, said, we don't know what to do. We're outnumbered. I mean, as far as our own physical ability, there's no way. But our eyes are on you, our God who works miracles, our God who is, who is on our side. Hallelujah. All right, let's continue. Now, all of Judah, <clears throat> verse 13, with their little ones, their wives and their children, stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. I love the prophets. The son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah. They like to tell you, you know, where they all came from. Obviously, you know, if you read through these, I'm like, okay, just get to the... But it's all very important. The genealogy is very important. A Levite of the son of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. Now, Asaph was one of the key worshipers under David's reign. All right. And he said, listen, all of you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but God. Boy, that's some refreshing news right there. Yeah. Amen. Huh? Because, Lord, it feels like the battle's against us because I see them all around me. Yeah. This feels like I'm in a fight. And he says, no, 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 this isn't your fight. This is my fight. This is my battle. Now listen to the strategy. Watch this, this battle plan. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. So what he's saying is go down to them. Set yourself up. Go down to them. But I'm telling you, you're not going to swing a fist, and you're not going to swing a sword. But go down to them. Be right there face-to-face -face with your enemies. Whew, what a step of faith this must have been, huh? Yeah. Amen. Go down to them. You will not need to fight in this battle. Verse 17, position yourself, stand still. Go down to them, position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Wow. I want to talk about, just for a moment, take a pause from this attraction and talk about the person of the Lord Jesus because this is really speaking to us concerning him. The scripture says that by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Everybody say it, not of works. In other words, stand still. There's nothing you can do to get in the good graces of God except believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That is all you can do. And that is all you're supposed to do. Because Jesus already fought the greatest battle that no human could win in his own strength, right. in his own effort. All we can do is position ourselves in faith <laughs> yeah. and believe on him right. and believe that Jesus has already won 
the war for us because he has. The scripture says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And in his dying breath hanging on that cross, he said, it is finished. That meant there is no more need for any person to try to strive, to try to do anything good, to try to perform for God. Jesus did all the performing that was necessary. That entire law was completely fulfilled through Jesus Christ. The scripture yeah. says he's the end of the law. He's the end of that performance-based relationship with God. Now he invites all of us to come freely, boldly to this throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that is simply to believe on him. That's the work. That, that's the only yeah. work that we can offer up is to believe on Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. He sends yeah. down his grace. That is, he gives us grace. See, the thing about grace is it's not, we don't, we don't get what we deserve. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. We get what God wants us to have. Yeah. Might as well just yeah. take, what he's, take what he's giving. He's yeah. giving salvation. He is giving freedom. He's giving deliverance to you today. He's giving blessing. He's opened up uh, the, his whole embrace to the entire world through the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. That includes you. Praise Believe on him. Stand still and see the salvation. But Lord, that just seems too simple. It seems too easy. If I felt like I ought to do something here. No, no, no. The less you do, the better. Let God do what he does. Huh? Just believe fully in him and his death, his burial, his resurrection, and that's all you need. Hallelujah. Do not fear, he says. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord is with you. Verse 18, and, the, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. All Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning, went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. All we need right now is your faith. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe as prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed. Here's the battle plan. Are you ready? Ready for the strategy. This is God's plan for them to win this deal. He appointed those who should sing to the Lord. How many of you are singers here today? You see, all of you are about to be singers, all right? We're going to have a good little choir concert here in just a moment. But um, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army of, whoa. Now, that's not really what I would imagine a good strategy for battle. You put the guys with the swords behind the singers, Went out before the army and were saying, remember this? Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Remember, that was the song that David, David, David taught the people as they brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem and they, and they dedicated that, that Ark, uh, put it in its rightful place so that people could come freely and worship God. And David taught them this song, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That was our memento a couple of weeks ago. Then we found out later, even after Solomon had dedicated the house of God, that the people all said together, Praise the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And the glory of the Lord came into that temple. And, this, and the priests couldn't even do their work because the glory was so, so thick in there. They couldn't even do the work of the ministry because... 
It was so marvelous there. God's presence had filled up the entire place. And now here we find this song popping up again. It's like God just loves this song. He can't get over it. And so he tells I want you to sing my favorite song. Become my favorite. Praise the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. That's what they were saying. Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Wow. And that, that word praise means uh, thanksgiving or give, give thanks to. But one of the words, one of the meaning of this word, this is so pertinent to their situation, is to shoot the arrow. Wow. What is happening in the spirit when we lift our voices and praise the Lord? There's, it's like a weapon of mass destruction is released on the kingdom of darkness. There's confusion that happens in the enemy's world. You know, Jesus said, um, actually David said in Psalm chapter 8, he said, uh, uh, out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies to silence the enemy and the avenger. A, a, a baby's coo, a baby's laugh. There's something about it. There's praise in it to silence the enemy and the avenger. But Jesus later on said that uh, he was talking to the Pharisees and he was quoting that verse of Scripture. Well, I say that he was quoting that. It's actually quoting him thousands of years earlier because it's all about him. He says, uh, out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Wow, you have ordained strength. When something happens, something is released, strength, power, uh, uh, warfare happens when we lift up our voice and praise our God. It does great damage to the kingdom of darkness. And when you're in a situation, especially when you're under duress, especially when, when times are rough, that's the time really to lift up your voice and praise God. I mean, it's easy to do it when we're all here and everybody's excited and, you know, one cause yeah. is the greatest church Amen. in the world. And, you know, it's awesome. But, uh, but, but when that trouble comes... When that moment hits, that unexpected thing happens, right? The, the rug comes out from under you. What will you say in that moment? Will it be a continual? As David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. We had a, a temptation just this past weekend. Some, most of you know about this. Uh, but our son was, uh, he got on a bull. <laughs> uh, I don't have time to go into that whole story, but he, he, he rode a bull and immediately was, was bucked off and stomped by the bull. And I mean, in a matter of one second, everything changed in my life. This was last Friday night. And so I run out to the, to the arena and he can't, he can't catch his breath and he's, and he's trying, to, trying to breathe. And I mean, it seems like forever for this kid to finally take a breath. And so I, I'm, I'm just trying to talk sense to him because I know he's shocked. His eyes are bugged out, you know, and, and I said, just breathe, son, breathe, breathe, just breathe. And finally, he took his breath and then started screaming and yelling and telling me, you got to help me, Dad. I, and at that moment, I, I, we get him up finally, and, and I'm just praying under my breath, just praying as we're, as we're getting him over to the car. And he said, Dad, you got to take me to the hospital. Something's wrong. So me and him and Cody Brown would jump in the car and we drive to Cleburne. We're only 10 minutes from the hospital there. And on the way there, on the way there, I just began to pray in the spirit over, over Dylan. And Cody says, uh, he cranks up uh, some praise and worship on the radio, and we immediately just went after God. Yes. And, uh, and, I mean, Dylan's so uncomfortable. He's just screaming and yelling there. And, and so I'm just, I've got my hands on him, just praying in the spirit. 
And, uh, and then I stopped for a second because Dylan asked me a question or wanted to talk to me. And Cody says, no, no, Pastor, keep praying. You got to keep praying in the spirit. I said, all right, Cody, I will. <laughs> it was, something was happening. Something was being released in that moment. And, and even when we got to the hospital and, and they're doing work on him. And at that moment, I felt so out of control as a parent. I just want my kid to stop hurting. That's, that's the main thing, right? You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it, it was, I mean, we went from this exciting potential for fun to just total disaster, right? And, uh, and, that, and I'm dealing with guilt over this thing because, you know, he's, he sat there on the back of this bull for a long time before he finally decided to go. And here I am going, you can do it, son, you know? So I'm thinking about why didn't you just let him up on that thing? What a dad are you, right? So I'm just going through all of this, this, uh, it's awful. So I'm just, all these emotions are going on. And they took him into this room for a CAT scan there at the hospital. And by then I'd called Heather and told her what a terrible dad I was. And she probably needed to be heading up to the hospital. And uh, she was in Dallas at the time. And as, as, as they're, I'm looking through the window and they're doing this CAT scan on him. And, you know, everything's just kind of spinning around. And I'm, I'm walking around just thanking God for his help. But, you know, not really feeling it at the moment. You know what I'm talking about. When you're just out there in faith because everything is, else is just chaotic. So I call my dad. And my dad begins to just, just talk about the promise and what a blessing children are. Lord, this son is, Dylan is a legacy. He's part of our heritage. He's a heritage from the Lord. And we know that he's a gift from you. And we thank you, God, that this boy is going to be fine. And as I just listened to him, my mind started thinking right again. And I was able to just bless the Lord and thank him for it. And then next thing we know, they get him on a helicopter and fly him to Cook's Hospital. At the end of the day, our son is recovering nicely. Praise God. He's, on, he, he's, he's sitting on the back row right now. Why don't you stand up back there, son, let everybody see you. He had a, he had a collapse, collapsed lung where the bull's um, hoof came down there. And the other hoof came right down on his face. But he had a mask and helmet on, thanks to Cody. And uh, so he was protected from, from major damage. He had a couple of puncture wounds in his lungs. Uh, no broken bones, no cracked bones. And uh, he was in school Thursday and Friday. So uh, already the doctors were amazed at how quickly he was progressing. We, we knew it would happen because we put our trust in the Lord. But, uh, you know, in those moments when, when you don't know what to do, I, I'm, I'm just, this is just fresh in our life right now. We just exalted the Lord and magnified him because this was way beyond us, you know? Yeah. Amen. And when that, that, those, those challenges that happen in life, you don't have to worry that they're beyond you because you have the one yes. who exceeds, whose power is above Amen. all powers, whose name is above all names, and who just happens to be on your side. Yes. Hallelujah. That means you win. Say it, I win. I win. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. So what's happening? These people are just standing out there singing, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever, and they're watching their enemies turn on themselves. What a marvelous sight that must have been as Ammon and Moab decide, ah, let's take out Mount Seir instead. And so they completely take out Mount Seir. And the scripture goes on to say, then they turn their swords on each other. Now Ammon and Moab, and these people are just standing back there praising God, watching all of this happen. 
And all the way to the last guy, the scripture says that not one escaped. Came down to one guy from Ammon and one guy from Moab stabbing each other apparently at the same time. I don't know how that worked out, but all of them fell dead. And Israel comes upon them and sees that everybody's dead. So they went and started, well, you know, digging in their pockets. And, and to the victor goes the spoils. Yeah, we sing them all to death. Been in that church service. <laughs> and they, and they, they went, and it's, the scripture said there were so much, so many precious jewels and so much spoil that it took them three days to gather all of this. They didn't work for any of it. They didn't fight one time. They just magnified the Lord. Right. And not only did God bring them the victory, he also brought provision. Yeah. Why? Why was, why was that necessary? Well, it might not seem necessary to you, but apparently God likes to do those kinds of things. He's given us richly all things to enjoy. It's not about what we don't deserve or what we do deserve. It's about what he wants us to have. Don't put any limits on what God wants you to have. Don't put any limits on Just receive it. So, are you guys ready to sing as a good choir today? All right, let's stand together. I'm going to teach you a little song. It's very simple. You might not know that you can sing or think you can sing, and you might be right. But in the, in the midst of many... You sound good. All right. We're going to do three parts. This section is one part. This section is another part. And that section over there is another part. And it's simple like this. You're going to go, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Again, here we go. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Everybody in unison. Praise the Lord. Woo! Wow. So you guys didn't know you could sing, did you, huh? How awesome is that? Let's do it again. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Everyone together now. Praise the Lord. Woo! Got to do that again. Oh, that's nice. Again. Oh, all right. Now we've got another part. For his mercy endures forever. You can all sing that with me. For his mercy endures forever. Sing it now. His mercy endures forever. One more time. For his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All together now. Three again. Sing for his mercy. For his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. For his mercy endures forever. For his mercy. For his mercy endures forever. One more time. For his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Again. Praise the Lord. All together. Come on, let's give God a great praise right now. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. He is good. His mercy endures forever. He is on our side. He is faithful to all generations. Thank you, Lord. We have the victory today. I thank you, Lord, for all these who are here today. Lord, that we will look to you knowing that Jesus Christ already conquered every enemy that was against us, that had power over us, but no longer is that true. Hallelujah. We have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, right now. If you're here today, if every head bowed for just a moment, if you're here today and you are in a struggle right now where you are, I want you to just raise your hand where you are. You're in a fight right now. You're struggling, whatever it might be, finances, a relationship, your health, whatever it might be. Father, I thank you right now that you see these hands. We're looking to you now. We're looking to you, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, knowing that whatever work you began in us, you will be faithful to complete it. Help them to keep their eyes on you, their hearts full of faith, knowing they might not know what to do, but faith connects them to a God who knows what to do. So even as Jehoshaphat told his people, believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe as prophets and you will prosper. I thank you, Lord, for making their way prosperous. I thank you for good success, for healing, restoring, delivering, saving, blessing, building in Jesus' name. Thank you. Let your kingdom come and your will be done in their lives. In Jesus' name, even as it is in heaven. And I pray now for the perfect peace of God that passes all understanding to guard their hearts and minds through the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you always give us the victory. I declare over your people, their children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be their peace. I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against your people will prosper. Every tongue that rises against them in judgment, they shall condemn. Thank you, Lord, that they shall be far from terror, far from oppression. It will not even come near them because they are established in righteousness today. Thank you, Lord, that you are with them, you are for them. And, Lord, I thank you that they have wisdom from God in whatever situation they come into. Wisdom that you give freely. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough. Thank you, Lord, for miracles. Thank you, Lord, for signs and wonders and miracles. We need your spirit. We need your power, God. We thank you, Lord, that we have it through you, that not only do we preach the gospel, but, Lord, we demonstrate the gospel in the earth. Help us to remember who we are as we go into this earth, sons of God, to take dominion for our King in Jesus' name, Lord, to lay hands on the sick and to see them recover. To expect miracles wherever we go because the kingdom of God is within us. It is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Thank you, Father God, for these precious saints here in this house today. Thank you, Lord, that you have forgiven us of all of our sins. All of them have been taken away. And we are free, free in Jesus today, free from bondage, free from addictions, free from sin. Thank you, Lord, that in your eyes today, we are holy, we are blameless, we are above reproach. In your eyes, thank you for that today. Thank you for Jesus who died for us, who was buried and who rose again the third day. Thank you that whoever believes on him will have everlasting life. We give you praise. Lord, we expect a good week this week. 
because Christ is our high priest of the good things to come. We don't expect things to go bad. We expect things to go well because our God is a good God. Every good thing in our life has come from Him and it will always come from Him. So we expect good in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We would like to invite you to one of our service times in either McKinney or Dallas. Sunday mornings in McKinney at 9.30 and 11, and Wednesday evenings at 7, and in Dallas, 10.30 Sunday mornings, and our 1 o'clock One Cause Dallas Espanol service. You can find out more information about our church at onecausechurch.com. If you'd like to partner with our ministry, There is also a link on the front page of our website.